Welcome to Listening with Limelight, a podcast dedicated to shining the light on self-awareness. Bi-weekly, I will share stories that make you think about your character, feelings, motives, and desires. Join me for episode five, where we will talk about all things self-care. Are you really taking good care of yourself? Let's discuss it. I'm your host, Akia, also known as Limelight. Self-care. I've been actively practicing self-care for a few years. I had to ask myself, when did I begin to prioritize self-care and how well am I maintaining it? I also wondered, when did self-care become so buzzworthy? Like, I think we can thank millennials for hashtag self-care. I was like, what did we call it before? But self-care boils down to the simple principle of taking care of yourself. But your mind, your body, your emotions, your thoughts, That's all part of self-care. It looks different for everyone. And I'm always adding something new to my self-care kit. Like I literally have a cute box that I keep in my spare bedroom. That's my self-care kit. And it is filled with things like teas and masks and chapstick and a mirror and a journal. And just so many things that speak to different parts of my five senses. If I'm not adding something new to my kit... Then I'm out looking for new tools or sometimes weapons to help me stay focused and consistent with my care or to uh, deal with anything new that comes along my healing journey. I remember coming home from work, being so exhausted, burnt out, far removed from life, and I couldn't pinpoint why. I was pouring so much into others, to work, friends, family, relationships, my community. Let me tell you right now, I love being immersed in my community. I will sign up for everything, every committee, every board, and just not realizing like I don't have the capacity to just pour into so many people and not pour into myself. I was truly neglecting myself. I had to develop a plan to help prevent burnout, to treat myself. You want to treat yourself and don't cheat yourself, to just have fun and escape the many pressures of life, and more recently to cope during the pandemic. And speaking of the pandemic, there are dual pandemics going on, Black people. We have been hit hard by a virus that became a national health crisis, attacking our communities. And also, we have had to deal with the continued systemic oppression and racial unrest that has plagued this country for years, But in the last year, I mean, it just feels like every week, sometimes multiple instances in a week where we are seeing some form of racial injustice and unrest. So we're dealing with two pandemics that are coexisting at the same time. For this episode, in addition to sharing my own self-care best practices, I specifically looked up self-care best practices for black people. Yep. I'm that person that is always looking for a resource for my people, unapologetically, especially since self-care is a form of mental wellness and we as a people don't always want to seek out resources for our own mental health. When looking for articles to share with you this week, I came across one from the National Museum of African American History and Culture, which is just a beautiful museum, a must-see if you have not had the opportunity to do so. The article 
which will be in the show notes. It's titled, Talking About Race, Self-Care. Now, there were many quotes and gems dropped through, through the entire article, but one that literally made me pause, made me sit back and reflect, is self-care is not an emergency response plan to be activated when stress becomes overwhelming. Healthy self-care is an intentional way of living where your values, attitudes, and mindful actions become part of your daily routine. Y'all, pause. Think about it. Even I have to admit that I was using my self-care as an emergency response plan. I was not really like, I am still not. I'm trying my very best, struggling to get this out. I'm trying my very best to practice self-care every single day. But I will go through periods where I will practice self-care for weeks and months. And I'm on target, I'm on track, and I'm journaling, and I am doing affirmations and all the things. Some life event happens, and then boom, I stop doing that daily care. And then I have to try to double down on it to get back in alignment. The thing is, you must practice self-care every day. You have to find one thing that you can do for yourself every day. So here's the part where I will ask you, how self-aware are you that you need to do better with your self-care? And you may be saying, Limelight, I don't know what self-care practices are best for me. And many people don't. Whenever I post self-care tips in my Instagram stories, people always say they look forward to seeing them because I I share a lot of them. And they say that because they don't know what to implement for themselves. Well, that same article has a tool that is designed for people that don't really have a self-care plan. However, this interactive tool called You Feel Like Shit, an interactive self-care guide. I, I, I was like, who made this? It just, that, that was funny within itself. But it actually had some tips that helped me that I will now add to my toolbox. They say you should use this tool in the morning, but you can totally use it anytime. And trust me, it's a great resource that will tap into your emotions, your triggers, whether you feel lonely, whether you've eaten that day. Because sometimes... When we just don't handle our basic life needs, like that's neglecting our self-care and we don't realize that. I know so many people that will work, even working from home, work 10 hours and, and don't eat and food is like right in the other room. Like that's that's not good self-care. So please check out the tool. It will also be linked in the show notes. Now on to my toolbox. Here are my top six self-care tips. I tried to narrow it down to five, but I'm just not good with that. So here we go. The first one is my thought therapy jars and I have them um, right here by me. Hopefully you heard that like swizzle. Um, I wish I could tell you that I wake when I wake up in the morning that I am this chipper, optimistic person. Don't get me wrong. Every day that I am able to open my eyes, I am truly thankful and blessed. However, I still struggle with dominant negative thoughts. I can be in the shower, 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning and be like, I remember this one time in seventh grade, this heifer had the nerve to 
fill in the blank. And I literally have to cut myself off of thinking that thought. Like I may have to clap and be like, girl, we are not going to let dominant negative thoughts seize the day. So about two years ago, I went to my local Hobby Lobby. I bought two cute jars with chalkboard labels and I labeled one positive and one negative. Then I got a small bag of about 20 marbles and I filled up the positive jar with the marbles. And for this jar, in the mornings, I say affirmations or something that I like about myself for each marble when I start the day. And as the day or mainly the morning goes on, because I really experience these dominant negative thoughts like top of the morning. I don't know why. Maybe what I watched on TV last night. But as soon as I have a negative thought, I then drop a marble from the positive jar into the negative jar. And as soon as I hear that sound, that clank, it centers me. I'm like that person or that situation or that event doesn't deserve all my marbles. And then there are some days where I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm taking four, five, six, seven, eight, however many marbles are applicable. I'm taking some out. I'm putting it in the negative jar and I'm going to give it what it needs. But guess what? I leave it right there. I don't let it get into my afternoon. I don't let it get into the night. I'm not calling nobody on the phone to talk. That's it. It, it just stays in my thought jars. And then we begin again the next day. So I highly recommend some DIY thought therapy jars. The next is listening to audible books. Now, along the same lines of not letting dominant thoughts seize my day, I get up and I listen to 30 minutes of audible books. I listen to books on topics that are important to me. Sometimes it's religious. Sometimes it's uh, about a job. Sometimes it's about being a woman. Sometimes it's about love. But I also listen to topics where I want to learn something new or improve myself. Two books that have forever changed me are Dr. Ayanla Van Zant's Get Over It, Thought Therapy for Healing the Hard Stuff, which has really helped me dig deeper into those negative thoughts. Check it out. And Minda Hart's book, The Memo, a book that every black woman should read. I mean, anybody can read it, but every black woman should read the book, The Memo. It's like, it's the memo that you need for the workplace, for life, that black women just don't get. So please read or listen to those books. So number two is just all about auditory for me. I'm listening to some books and having some good thoughts just pour into my head. Number three is a two for one. It's my facial steamer that provides skincare and aromatherapy all in one. I have a pretty inexpensive facial steamer that I ordered from Amazon. Shout out to Shiante that has an area where you can add a cotton disc where you can add an essential oil to it. My favorite oil to add is lavender. It's so calming and soothing as the steam comes out. The oil just takes over and completely relaxes me. So get you a steamer, clean them pores, have some lavender flowing on your face. Number four is fresh flowers. I love, 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 love fresh flowers. Now I do get flowers from Bay, but I made it very clear like, Within the first couple weeks of us dating that with or without a man, I will have flesh fresh flowers, if not every week, every other week. I love to go to Trader Joe's and pick out whatever bouquet of flowers that really catches my eye. So I go in, I'm like, ooh, 
what bouquet is speaking to May. Now, often these are roses, which Bay thinks are boring, um, but they're my fave. They're just elegant and regal. And yellow roses are my favorite with orange coming in a close second. Number five, you have heard me mention Bay, But number five is dating myself. Now, pre-pandemic, I will often take myself on dates, brunch after church on Sundays or a nice dinner with drinks. I have gone to plays by myself. I've gone to concerts and I loved to go to the movies by myself. Even while being in a relationship, it's really important that you still keep up some norms so that way you're not just waiting on a person to fulfill a need, but you got to honor yourself. It's been hard to do that over the last year, but I will still make myself a really good dinner. And recently I've started doing indoor picnics and watching movies. I have a blanket, basket, all. Like I'm like i going to the grocery store because today is my picnic day. Um, Bay will actually call me, try to interrupt my picnic, but I'm like, nah, man, I'm on a date. Uh, but at any rate, again, you have to date yourself. So please don't be afraid to do that. I know a lot of people are afraid to go out by themselves in public. And yeah, you have to think about safety and all of those things. So so make sure you have a safety plan in place, but don't let yourself not have a good time, not have a level of enjoyment because you're afraid to do something by yourself. I know so many men and women that are like, I can't go to a restaurant by myself. That's weird. The reality is most of the time when you go out, the other person may be disengaged or on their phone and then you just sitting there by your damn self anyways. Okay. Number six, disconnecting from devices. This one is tough because years ago I used to turn my phone off when I was angry so no one could get in touch with me. But now I turn it off when I need to just disconnect, to unwind and relax, to not receive text messages, them damn group texts, the work emails, the notifications from every platform. Sometimes I just don't want to hear from people. I can get in a cyberspace hole researching recipes on YouTube. I just, I just have to disengage from my laptop, from my phone. And now I tell the people closest to me that I need a moment. It may be an hour. It may be three that I need to unwind. I then check in with those people after this period of time to make sure one that they are okay and to let them know that I am okay because you can't have people unnecessarily worried about you out here. So turn your device off if you can, check in with people. Um, Sometimes I find that because of family needs, I can't just turn my phone off, that in some cases it's irresponsible. So I will turn the volume down. Um, I will put my phone in a drawer Or I would just check it like every 30 minutes as opposed to every three minutes. The moral of this is do what's right for you. But, you know, if you are overly connected to your phone, um, overly available to people, take a moment, take a step back and think about disconnecting. These are my self-care tips. I would love to hear what works for you. I have discussed things that keep me grounded but I also know that I need to get better at practicing self-care every day. I've also shared self-care tip recommendations for black people. Please, please, please check out that article and know that self-care is not a emergency response plan because we are coping with dual pandemics. All I can say is this past year, if it taught us nothing else, is that we need to take care of ourselves. 
Before I close out today's show, I want to share that on Instagram every Monday, I do something called a sip of self-awareness. I do this because too often we spill tea, tell somebody else's business, and and I know you're going to say, that's not me. Well, maybe you are on the receiving end of that and you are listening to somebody else's business. So I want us to pause from participating in that, practice some good self-care, grab your favorite drink and reflect. So that's why I do the sip of self-awareness. I often surprise people by sending them a little cash app to get their favorite drink. No judgment over here. And I do this because one, I love surprises. And two, I know what it's like when you are pouring into others and you forget to take care of yourself. Well, in turn, since I have started podcasting, people have poured into me. I have joined Buy Me A Coffee where you can show support of my creative content and buy me a coffee, probably really tea or kombucha. But I want to take a moment to say thank you from the depths of my soul to Ronica, Jason, and Davida. I won't share y'all whole names and all y'all information. But for buying me my first cups of coffee on Buy Me A Coffee, your support for me has been amazing and that doesn't go unnoticed. In fact, I am sipping on some hot tea right now. And I am just so thankful that you thought of me in this capacity. If anybody else out there that's listening, if you've been inspired by any of my content, if you're like, dang, this really helped me think about this or change something or, you know, I don't know, you have shared my podcast with somebody else and you want to give back, please feel free to see me eat a cup of coffee. Um, You can do so at Buy Me A Coffee and I will leave the link to do so in the show notes. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Listening with Limelight. I would really love to hear what self-care best practices work for you. So feel free to send me a voice message on Anchor or a DM on IG to share your self-care best practices. Speaking of IG, be sure to follow me on Instagram at listening.withlimelight for more information about this podcast. Also, don't forget to share this episode with someone else that you know needs to pour more into themselves. See you in two weeks.